0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Fast Rewatch Season 4, Episode 7. I am your host, Can't Wear Hats, and with me as always is Red Nightmare.
1: I don't trust windmills.
0: Look, windmills tend to put me on tilt, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, you know.
1: yeah, it's like, they're creepy. <laughs> they freak me out, I think we should take a sword and fight them.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna, we're gonna charge directly at it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: No wait, that windmill, it looks like a giant. Get it! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, we're back with uh, Episode 7 of Season 4, which is called... If you've not already figured it out, it's John Quixote, and so <laughs> unfortunately, I'm just gonna spoil this right now. There are no windmills in this episode. No, I was very disappointed, especially as a Dutchman, I was offended. That's true, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need to up the windmill quota if we're going to get you know if we're going to get on Red's good side, we just need more <laughs> more windmills, <laughs> more, windmills. <laughs> more windmills, clogs, tulips. I'm both the Dutchman and environmentalist. (laughs) I mean, that's why it's so windy up there in in Holland, because of all the windmills generating all the wind. That's how that works. We create like 95% of the Earth's wind. That's exactly how windmills work,
1: 100%.
0: 100%. (laughs) So yeah, anyway, we've got an episode of Farscape to talk about. Let me just quickly give you some backstory on uh, Don Quixote, which is the, the reference, of course, for this episode title.
1: I mean, you just mispronounced it as the reference. I'm pretty sure you just said Don Quixote and not John Quixote. Uh,
0: you know what I mean. That's what the, the story is called. <laughs> Stay with it. But yeah, it's a Spanish novel by Cervantes, and it's, you know, it's about an old knight who thinks that he's chasing after giants when actually it's just a windmill. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's kind of a sad character, but also a very noble one.
1: And a complete idiot, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, and, and kind of a buffoon, really. But so that that's, you know, the idea of uh, where the episode title comes from. And we'll get into what actually happens. We talked about this at the end of last week. We said there's a virtual reality game and John and Chiana get lost in it I mean that has to happen
1: at least once in every science fiction yeah. <laughs> series right you need to get stuck in a game
0: yeah there's a few things like that in this episode so let's kick things off we actually for the first time in a little while we don't start out with previously on Farscape we just cut straight into the episode thank Frell. <laughs> yeah we just open on a shot of Moya flying through space and the the first scene we have is Sokozu going to visit Scorpius in his cell Mm-hmm. And she's brought John's chessboard. Remember, we saw that in a few episodes in previous seasons. Speaking of
1: chess, well, not exactly chess. You spell it slightly different. But I realized that Sikozu has lost the boob plate shirt that she had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's now wearing, like, a very revealing top.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a crop top with, like, some some straps going down. It basically exposes her midriff. It's almost like a fancy bra really. Yeah, kinda, yeah. I think she actually, you know, I think she had it last episode, we just didn't mention it. Oh yeah,
1: I know, it just, it's just because there's a shot through the bars, but it's just, that is in shot, that I realised.
0: I don't think this is an improvement over the bootplate shirt. Not really. She also got platform shoes as well, and like, it's a whole it's a whole outfit yeah. thing. Farscape does have a tendency to have its female side characters wear somewhat revealing clothing.
1: Yeah. 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 There's a few characters where it makes sense, like Chiana. Yeah, Chiana, is, it feels in-character, but Sagosu does not, actually. Not really.
0: That doesn't seem to be a huge part of her character, but
1: there it is, I suppose. So she's she's taking this game
0: to Scorpius' cell, and she says, Do you want to play? I've taken this from Crichton's room, but
1: uh, he's not on board. And she asks, Do you know how to play? And I'm like, Yes. Yes, Scorpius knows how to play chess, even if he doesn't know the rules.
0: Well, what's interesting is that first she says, Do you want to play a game? And he's just lying on his bed in the cell just looking straight up doesn't say anything and then she says like it's from Crichton's room but he's not here and then he's then he sits up Mm -hmm. he's like oh it's Crichton's game oh that'd be fun (laughs) (laughs) and so he goes up to the cell door then we see where John and Chiana are because John and Chiana are on a transport heading back to Moya and John's flying and he's he's just sort of sat there on the controls. Staring off in the distance. Yeah. And <laughs> Chiana is playing with some stuff that they must have picked up, which is some like squishy like gel blobs in which have like red, green, and blue like prongs on them. And lights. And she picks one up and pokes it and it's like, Oh, this one's porn. Ah. What? Wait a minute. And he's like, Hey John, you gotta try this and he's like just staring out into space and we have some flashes of Aaron and Scorpius
1: from the past few episodes, you know, Aaron coming back. It's a very specific combo of scenes. It's the one where she says, first it's the scene where Aaron says at the end of the last episode, I couldn't come to you until I knew who the father was. And the second one is, Aaron defending Scorpius, he wants asylum. And I'm like, John is considering the possibility that it is Scorpius's child. <laughs> but maybe I didn't I didn't
0: really get that from that scene but I can I can understand that connection that you would make but my thought was just like John's reviewing the situation and he's like oh right we've got a baby we don't know who the father is and scorpius is here everything is i
1: mean good. that's that's what i'm reading i could i could see john just his mind trailing off in directions yeah. that are stupid and just worrying him more and more that's fair he probably knows it's not true but
0: maybe it is he's not sure <laughs> but then so chiana's like hey john john you're doing it again you're zoning out and he's like no i'm not i'm fine and she says like the errand in your head can wait because he she clearly knows what he's thinking about here, you, you need to try this. And she, I think she uses one of those thingies. She h- holds it out to John. It's like, it's a game. And he's like, it's a game. It's like, it looks like some kind of sick root. It's like, yeah, it's organic matrix. It's a reality game, simulations. And he's like, ah, whatever. We also um, then flash quickly to Moya with uh, Scorpius and Sokozu playing chess on either side of the cell door. And Scorpius says, you know, if you, if you were to open the door, we could play properly. Sakosu just looks at him, and then we cut away. No, Sakosu, no. no, no, no,
1: Bad Sakosu, Bad Sakosu.
0: And so John then goes to Chiana, who's she's like, "No, you got to try this game. Like, it's really, it's really good." And she, she actually like uses one of them. So she, she seems to be enjoying this one quite a lot. And then John uh, kind of snaps her out of it, and she's like, "Look, look, try this one. Try this one.
1: You have to see this."
0: Yeah. And then Dargo comes over the comms. It's like. John, we have a problem. There's something with Scorpius' cell, I think, he says. Oh, no. Oh, crap. Okay, we don't have time for the... <clears throat> Gets the game stuck on the side of his... Although he jams his hand onto the game. Yeah, Chiana yeah.
1: just jams his hand onto the game, and we
0: flash into... Ba, ba, ba. Back to season one. We flash back to season one. <laughs> yes, including
1: outfits.
0: Yes, like Chiana's outfit. She's wearing her season one gear, which has, like, the furred collar mm-hmm. and, like, the gray, like, netting over it. And John's wearing his, like, Peacekeeper disguise, outfit.
1: Yeah, his commando outfit. And they they are on what looks like to be a tunnel of the Gammack base.
0: Yeah, and Chiana's like, hey, just wait for it, wait for it. And then we hear a voice call out, say this way, and out from behind a pillar comes Jelena, of all
1: people. So... Because it's been roughly a little under a year since we've last Quite seen Jelena, a while, who yeah. is Jelena? Jelena was a peacekeeper tech from
0: the episode PK Tech Girl, who John kind of fell for a little bit. And uh, unfortunately, she got killed by Scorpius.
1: Yes, when they were escaping the Gamak base, she lost her life.
0: Yeah, so we haven't seen it. It's the same actress. You know, it is it is Jelena, and we just haven't seen her in, what, like three seasons,
1: I guess? Yeah, and I'm like, Gianna, this is what you wanted
0: to show him? That's very insensitive sensitive <laughs> but so she says like no run this way you gotta run and then out comes scorpius who's pointing a gun at
1: john yeah and john just pulls his gun as well and it's like it's a game right
0: and chan's like hey bring back memories you know jelena scorpius Garg base and then <laughs> and then somebody yells i'll save you and out leaps stark with a massive like machine gun wait hang gun. on stark yeah stark and he's like <laughs> just shooting at scorpius and then suddenly we then flash once he shoots scorpius we flash into a weird like cartoon fantasy game world yeah. it's not actually a cartoon because that has happened before <laughs> this is farscape we need to specify that <laughs> <laughs> but they're in like brightly colored uh there's like really like basic polygonal trees <laughs> on either side and chiana and john are wearing like night Gear, kind of uh, like Chiana's got like brown boots, yellow and gray tights, a blue vest, and a gray shirt, and like a cap. And John's got now, John is dressed like Don Quixote, yeah, he's he's got like the helmet,
1: the proper helmet, the proper chest plate, all of it, yeah. (laughs) And Chiana's like, hang on, wait, we're not supposed to jump levels like this
0: and john's like no okay somebody's got to be messing with us and uh, there's a there's a very quick line from chiana where she says like oh, i'm sure there's <laughs> i'm sure there's a really good techno babble explanation yeah. for this i She's heard like, that as well oh, it's like, self-aware. thank you,
1: thank you. <laughs> and john's like you know what screw that we don't have time for
0: that we got to get out of
1: here how do i get out just say do you over right?" i want to get out okay i want to get out
0: nothing happens he's like try again She's like, i want to get out <laughs> I want to get out. And, like, nothing happens. And I was like, okay, we've got to get out of here because we've got a problem with Scorpion Moya. We're trapped in this game. What's happening? And then we hear a voice. So we actually... There's also... There's a tower in front of them. Mm-hmm. Like a really simple CG tower.
1: But a really big one.
0: Really big. It's actually on, like, three... It's got, like, three prongs. Mm-hmm. And we see, like, looking up from the ground, we hear a voice saying, Help! Help! And then we see who it is and it's erin except she's blonde and she's wearing a princess outfit yeah
1: help save me save me
0: and john's like okay now i know someone's messing with us (laughs) i want out they keep trying to get out and then just from the top of the tower a tv falls all the way down just (whistles) boom,
1: and lands on john's head and there's like a brief bit of static on the television, and that's how we go into the opening credits.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. So, already we're, like, not that far into this episode, and it's already really weird. Yep. By, even by Farscape standards, and it's gonna get weirder. hmm So, we come back from titles, and Chana is checking on John, and <laughs> she's like, knocks on the TV, he's like, hello, anyone home? And then she pulls the TV off him. And he's like, whoa, what the hell happened? And there's a bit of like an antenna or something stuck into his helmet.
1: Not not just stuck into his helmet, probably stuck into his brain. Yeah, like through there. (laughs) And then we see that Stark is there again. Leaning against the door. Stark isn't bold in this case. He has like a long bit of hair coming from underneath his mask.
0: Yeah, also his mask is on the other side. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it, it, instead of being on uh, the right side of his face, it's on the left side of his face. Interesting. I didn't yeah. realize that. So, <laughs> you know, not entirely accurate, but that's that, that's deliberate. You know, that's not like yeah. a production goof or anything. Channel's like stuck. You're here, and he's like, "Yes, of course I'm here. I'm everywhere. I am stuck." The game incarnate, he's he's the avatar yes, of the game.
1: I am the avatar
0: Jen's <laughs> like, You're the avatar? And Stark's like, if something is not right here, you know, you players are supposed to begin at the gamak base and Chiana's like, well, the auto out didn't work. And Stark's like... Uh-oh. Well, there's a thing. He says, oh, dear. And then Chiana and John are both like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no. What? And so they go into the bottom of the tower. And there's like a big circular room with a table with random things on it. Mm-hmm. There's like a filing cabinet on one side. There's a bunch of colorful doors. It's painted in like different shades of blue stripes. Stark is is going through... A bunch of stuff and they're like well you're on a transport pod by yourself not very smart
1: yeah save us the lecture how do we get out of
0: here don't know could be broken not that simple and so chiana like gets a knife on him because she's got a knife as part of her you know yeah, starting gear yeah <laughs> like okay who designed this game and stark says uh yoti Whose neural template was it? It's like, yours truly, and also an infusion of the dead John Crichton's memories. Wait, what? You've backdoored into a part of the game that shouldn't even exist. You're kind of stuck, I think. John's not okay with this. No, it's like, what? No, get me out. Also, remember, like, uh, when the other Crichton died, Stark did, you know, help him cross over. And we know that when that happens, Stark takes a piece of them, you know, with him. Yep. So clearly in the t- in the meantime while he's been off, you know, looking for Zan doing whatever he's been doing, somebody made a game out of his memories along with John's. I guess so. Sure. All
1: right. And they picked it up somehow. Okay. That makes sense. That that explains a few mysteries, I guess. But also, speaking of the fragments of the dead uh, John Crichton, television on the table that is on its side turns on and John Crichton appears on the screen wearing what looks like a suit. He's got a suit and he's got like some very 80s background behind him. And
0: what this is, this is John Hedrum. This is a reference to Max Hedrum, who was like, oh, how was best to explain Max Hedrum? Basically, he was a fictional AI character and he had like an electronically sampled voice. Yeah, he appeared in like a cyberpunk tv movie max headroom 20 minutes into the future right it's it's like it's it's kind of a pop culture icon from the 80s of like an alternative you know cyberpunk style tv presenter of like you know this is like the we're making the first artificial tv host (laughs) as like kind of satire that sort of thing okay and it would do like the i'm M-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m- and the like the electronic stuttering and yeah, yeah, yeah that whole thing
1: that's what this one does and he says like i'm john Crichton, the most notorious criminal in the known universe it's like thousands of lives hang in the balance i think he says yeah
0: thousands of lives already lost billions in the balance your mission should you choose to accept it journey to the center of the evil and find it discover the source of darkness get ready to go find erp 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 yeah. erp erp,
1: erp, erp. <laughs> It's like, I think you're misspelling there,
0: buddy, but okay. And so, while this has been going on, Stark has actually been looking for the manual. And he's like, ah, found it, manual. While he's been looking, he actually opened a filing cabinet, pulled out a goose threw it away, and then held up a golden egg, and then threw that away. Yeah. And then the manual was underneath that. Just like you do. Sometimes you You just find,
1: oh, that's where I filed the goose. Well, whatever.
0: Well, it's G, G for goose, and game manual. Oh, that makes sense. That's clearly where Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. So then Stark finds it, and there's basically there's a long poem in
1: there. It's really good, because it specifies the whole group of main characters in the Uncharted territories, because it talks about lands Uncharted, I think.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. And, like, merry band of you know, of uh, adventurers, that kind of thing.
1: And it's also, also like, how it's under the surface, yet still clear.
0: Yeah. The
1: ways out are
0: save the princess and kiss the princess, or leave through a green door.
1: It's a bit more elaborately worded, but that's basically the two options.
0: And so they, he goes through this entire spiel, and Gianna's like, oh, that was great. It's like, yeah, that's your way out. You know, kiss the princess, find a green door. And Stark then produces three small white spheres... Which, in I, I think he said either he says it or it's in the text because we see a close up of the book as he scrolls through it, mm-hmm. and we see there's a little bit that says pearls of wisdom. Oh, I and that's those. what these are. So, these are three basically three pearls that will are uh, vouchers, and you just squeeze one and you'll get you can ask one question.
1: Yeah, you get like they're hint coins for anybody who's played Professor Layton.
0: Yeah, basically. And then Stark says, "Okay, here you go." And the tower's up, but up is down. Follow the path through Fairy Town, and like, and then we see that he's actually changed his outfit in the middle of this because mm-hmm. we like zoom into him and then back out, and he's now wearing a brightly coloured outfit, a cape, and you know, pantaloons, and he's got like pageboy hair. he's yeah. like, follow the path through Fairy Town, and swishes his cape and disappears.
1: I have so many questions,
0: which is exactly what John says. That's
1: literally what John says after that. It's like. Moment of silence and just, I have so many questions right now. So, okay, like,
0: this episode went from, like, naught to 60 really quickly. <laughs> like,
1: I I think I left an impression in my seat <laughs> from that acceleration.
0: <laughs> I feel like I've got whiplash. and just, whoa. Whoa, settle down. <laughs> And so John then sees on the floor of the room that they're in, there's basically, there's gold coins. Yeah,
1: chocolate gold coins.
0: <laughs> he says, yeah. And they're leading along the floor and he says, ah, that looks like a path. And they go up to a door in the wall, but it's like a, it's a tiny red door that's about a couple of inches tall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so they open the tiny door and they get launched into a car park. Remember that car park? Yeah, this
0: was the car park from, it Won't Get Fooled Again, I think. Yeah. Yeah, where he met Gary Regal.
1: <laughs> it's the same park, same car park they filmed that in, you know. It's The thing is because we've already seen it in the series, it actually works in this episode. It does. Uh
0: the, the thing is it was supposed to be so this is a bit of background info. This scene was supposed to be in an enchanted forest, but they didn't have the budget, so it's in a car park instead. <laughs> Like, it still works, but... <laughs> uh, I would argue it works better. Sure. I mean, because we've seen this place before, right? And so <laughs> they're in there, and there's a van there. And it's like a it's it's like a VW van. Like, it's a hippie van, right? Mm-hmm. It's got... Get palm readings here with, like, a palm like painted on the side. It's, yeah. like, purple. And there are curtains in there. And it's sort of rocking back and forth. And John and Chiana walk towards it. And I know this bit must have made you quite happy.
1: Yeah, well... <laughs> well in several well kind of just say the line and i'll give you my response in in real life
0: because john and chiana walk up to it and they're like chiana says what's in there and john says with our luck probably mold we wish we were that lucky yeah <laughs> it's not mold unfortunately no, I was i
1: was so it's like <gasps> oh no no. <laughs> no no i should have known
0: Also, the problem is, like, this thing is exactly his MO as well. Oh, God, I hadn't even realized that. This is exactly what models would have done. Unfortunately not, because they go up to the van, and out from it... Zan, God. it's Zan. Well, except it's not Zan. Kind of. First of all, it's a male Zan who's he's a big sort of large guy who's only wearing a towel around his waist. Yeah, and he comes out and there's like smoke billowing out from the van. His rests are hanging out. Yeah, he's just he's he's a large guy, and he's like, I know who you are. You're John Crane. I'm Poto Zoto Zan, tenth level Delvian priest. What's up? We're like, what are you doing here? And he's kind of he's kind of being a bit of a dick.
1: What? What?
0: What? <laughs> Another bit of background info. So, the male Zan. Was this, this kind of look of the uh, large uh, guy and a male Zan was one of the original concepts of Zan. Oh, really? Yeah, this is kind of harkening back to some of the original concept... Uh, for the series, which is kind of cool. That's
1: impressive because I didn't know Ben Browder knew that because he wrote this episode. By oh way.
0: yeah, we should actually completely <laughs> forgot to mention this at the beginning of the episode. Like this is the second episode that Ben Browder has written for the series. So and he clearly had a lot of fun with this one
1: because oh, there's a lot of yes,
0: there's a lot of really silly stuff that happens. But not just silly stuff. There is some good meat to this episode as well. So yeah, there is <laughs> this car park with this male Zan. And Chiana's like, Hey look, can you help? Like, he's hurt. Points yeah. at John.
1: You're a cleric, right? You're the healer of the party.
0: <laughs> and male Zan looks at him and he's like, Well, he's gonna be more hurt if he tries to kiss the princess. The ogre will get him and John's like, Ogre Okay. And then <laughs> the male Zan stumps on his foot, punches him in the stomach, so that John like collapses to the floor and he's like, Okay, this is gonna hurt
1: a lot. And, like, <laughs> yanks the shrapnel out of John's head. And it's like, ah! And what you can also see is, as Zan is holding the shrapnel, there's, like, red stuff on it. It's not entirely blood, but it's like, oh! Yeah, that clearly went deep into John's brain. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God this is a simulation.
0: Oh, also, that reminds me, there was a, there was a line in the bit with, uh... Stark and uh, Chiana, where they were figuring out the manual. Where Chiana's like, "Hey, look, don't worry, John, it's okay." Like death and like b- brain damage, and he's like, "Brain damage?" It's
1: like it's very rare. It's very rare. <laughs> very rare. Don't worry, it only happens very infrequently. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: so he has the shrapnel pulled out of his head. Uh, he's still like lying. He's out cold on the floor. And so Zan puts him in the van. I just got why he has why Zan has a van. Why? Oh, because it rips. Oh. It's Zan's van. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, ah. that, that
1: would be the reason Ben Browder gave it gave her a van or him a van.
0: Well, also it is like it's a hippie van. It's 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 a stereotypical thing. So yeah, they they drag John into the Zan van, <laughs> and it's got like curtains and beads and things on the inside. And Zan's like, "Oh, he's very bad. All oh, this is bad. Oh, we got to fix him." This got weird. It's milking time, Chiana, and so Chiana hands him a cup, and he like. Okay, there's male Zan, but he takes the first cup under one of his, basically one of his breasts.
1: Yeah, because he has a little shawl or something wrapped over him, over his top now. But he takes, like, the cup underneath the top and there's, like, a little glass filling sound. It's
0: really weird. Yeah, and he's like, okay, okay, give that to him. That's the good stuff. And Shiana looks into it and is like, hey, chucks it out, and it, it like, fizzes on the side of the yeah. van. And she's like, acid, that's acid. And he's
1: like, oh, very good. Most people get burned the first time. <laughs> and she puts a knife to Zan's throat and says, like, other side. It's like, wait, what? No, no, no. So he takes the cup up again and puts it under his other breast
0: and then milks that one and then gets John to drink that because that's not acid. John has a
1: good response to this, I feel, because it's, Aah! Yeah, he
0: just, like, sits bolt upright, yelling. And we see a close-up on his face as he does this. It's like,
1: and everybody else starts yelling, and it's like, oh, oh,
0: he's here! Who is? The
1: big kahuna!
0: No, oh! Oh, it's the ogre! The ogre's coming! Ah. So Zan gets into the front and starts driving. And then we have, okay, so we're driving the van through this car park. And there's a weird split-screen effect here. And this is the one thing I really don't like about this episode. Yeah, I I really don't think this is necessary. I I guess they're trying to go for this is disorienting and, you know, weird... Feeling, but it just doesn't work.
1: No, because the thing is, you you now have two points of focus you can look at, and it really confuses you, and not in in the way that I think would work for this scene. And
0: also, they the, they don't seem to be fully in sync. One may be like happening a bit earlier or later than the other mm-hmm. side, and so and it's weird that it, it didn't need to be there.
1: It's it happens a few more times throughout the episode. Yeah, and there's it's... only there's only one point in the episode where I would argue it is. Of some use.
0: Yeah, it's, it just doesn't work. But, I mean, it's confusing, so... But for this scene, we're just driving a- around in the car, in the van, so... It's not a big deal, but it is just not necessary.
1: No, but San tosses Chiana and John out of the van and just drives off. It's like get out, get out, I'm out of here,
0: and like, okay, and they both stand up, and like, how are you feeling, and John's like, because John's on the floor, and Chiana like, straddles over him, it's like, hey, wake up, how are you feeling, and he's like, uh, fruity, and she's like, <laughs> great, okay, let's go, so they stand up, and there's another trail of chocolate gold coins on the floor, so they follow that, and then we come to the Black Knight,
1: yes, <laughs> the yes, the Black Knight, who is Rigel, he's like, halt, You shall not pass me.
0: No, no, you see, it's very much specific. It is Monty Python's Black Knight because he just stands there in the middle of the road just saying, none shall pass. Yeah. (laughs) None shall pass. And like, oh, great, this is great. (laughs) And John's like,
1: what was John's response again?
0: Well, John, this is why, like, it is Monty Python because John plays along.
1: Oh, right, yes. And he's like...
0: Okay, I got this, don't worry. And it's like, Greetings, Sir Knight. I am Arthur of Camelot, and this is my loyal steed, Patsy. Which is, that's that's lifted right from Holy Grail, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) but Rigel's response is just, Bollocks! You're a pimped up
1: fleshy who wants to go where none shall pass. Shiana's like, let's kill him. And John's like, no, 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 let's just go around him. He's He can't be fast in all the heavy armor. So they start to go around, and then... I laughed my freaking ass oh my off God. at this. It's funny you should say
0: that, because what happens is Rigel turns around, <laughs> farts in their general direction, except it's a flamethrower. <laughs> and we're, we're treated briefly to a close-up of Rigel's anus, which is something I don't think we've ever seen before, and frankly, I never want to see it again. Because it's a little tube out of his butt. It's a little tube that's just jetting fire out of his arms. And it's like a big, <laughs> big, long streak of fire that stops them. And they go the other way, and he does the same thing. And it's got the... It, and it's just fire. It's, and
1: Shanna's like, frell And she just charges at him, rolls over a jet of flame, slides across the ground, stabs him, and he just explodes. And the only thing that's remaining are his pants and his boots just standing there as the top of it is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> So, that was a scene that happened. That's something they'll never be able to take from us,
0: no matter what happens. That happened to all of us. Yeah. We saw we saw it with our own eyes. <laughs> like, okay, like, this is, we've had weird episodes of Farscape. This is possibly the weirdest episode of Farscape so but far. But in
1: a good way. Yeah, it's it's good, though. It's good. Flamethrower Rigel. Yeah. The thing is, when the flame flames came out, I, for a second, thought he was going to be jetting around yeah. like a little <laughs> scooter across the ground with just <sighs> jet-propelled Rigel.
0: <laughs> oh, God. It's so dumb, but it's really funny. All right, so then <laughs> Rigel's exploded, and the trail, the path they were following stopped there, and they're like, well, do you see a path? And Chan's like, nope. No, I don't. And so he's like, okay, well, now what? And so John's like, okay, look, Scorpius is causing problems on where We need to get out of here. Like, you, why did you have to do this? Like, play this stupid game? And She's like, look, okay, we just need a green door, so just ask. Yeah, we have three hint coins. Just ask. So John, like, squeezes one. Which is kind of cool because it actually glows green. It's like a little gel thing that Mm -hmm. glows green. And then in the flames from Rigel's smoking, like, boots or whatever, we see that Stark's face appears.
1: Yeah, and he's like, is it hot in here?
0: Or is it just me? (laughs) (laughs) And John's like, okay, we need a green door. We need to get out. And then he just says the same thing. It's like, the tower's up, but up is down. Follow the path through Fairy Town. Bye! And Whoop!
1: (laughs) Just like, no, come back,
0: Stark! Get back here, I'm gonna kick your lily white
1: butt! And is like, hang on, wait. She kicks away Rigel's boots. Follow the path, the path ends here. There's like a black disc underneath her, Rigel was standing. Like a to a cover Also, once that flame went out, apparently Stark's head was still there, which was weird. But yeah, she stomps on it, and they get flashed too. I guess the Hansel and Gretel equivalent of this? It is, it's Hansel
0: and Gretel, except it's Hansel and Gretel in reverse, because Gretel, played by Dargo, has two witches who are Chiana and Jewel in a cage, and he's going to eat them.
1: Yes, actually, Jewel, by the way.
0: Yep, and Jewel is back for this cameo, and they want to be eaten.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, me, me first, me first. I was like, what about me? No, I want to be eaten, me
0: this is just weirder and weirder
1: but it is fun to see anthony simco stretch his comedy muscles again
0: yeah <laughs> also yeah we've got dargo except it's dargo makeup and but he's wearing like a, a sweater that is like brightly colored and like he's dressed like kind of like your fairy tale uh hansel and gretel you know style except he's the one who's going to eat the witches and Jewel and Chiana are dressed like witches with a hat and, you know... Yeah, everything. it's also confusing to have two chi- two
1: Chianas in the game all yeah. of a
0: sudden. <laughs> also, there are, like, giant prop candy canes and, like, lollipops stuck around everywhere. You know, like a candy house, you know. That's what
1: made me just realise there was Hansel and Gretel.
0: Yeah. Well, I think at one point it's easy to miss because they're yelling over each other. But I think it's either Jewel or Chiana says, like, Oh, Gretel, what about me? What about me? Or Hansel. Yeah. Or something like that. It's so clearly... That's who it's supposed to be. Anyway, Dargo says, like, the ogre's going to have my hide if I let you go without some molestation. So, you know, he's sort of eyeing them up like, hmm. And then he, like, runs over to the, the cage ball that's got Chiana and Jewel in and just, like, swings from it. And John's like, okay, We don't want to kiss the princess, we just want to find a green
1: door, we just want to leave, we just want out. We just want that door, because there's a green door in this room. It's like, just that one.
0: And so they sort of walk towards it, like, keeping an eye on Dargo. Alright, we're just just gonna take the green door, we're just gonna leave.
1: They're like, this is too easy.
0: So John puts his hand on the door, but then Dargo, like, flicks his tongue out at Chiana, and -hmm. she gets knocked out, so only John makes it through. Oh, he's back in the transport pod, and he's like, okay, Dargo, Dargo, what's happened? What's up with Scorpius? And we, we see that Dargo says, like, Scorpius has escaped. There's a command carrier on the way. There's a lot of bugs in Moya's systems. And uh, John says, what about Sokozu? And Dargo says, haven't heard from her since the escape. Aaron is there as well. And she says, pilot's losing control of critical systems. John's like, okay, we'll be there as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, and John looks at Chiana, who's still stuck in the game. He's like, Frowl. he puts his hand back on the game.
0: And so we go back into the uh, Hansel and Gretel scene. And yeah, Chiana is tied up on the floor. Which
1: Chiana, as in the, the one wearing which outfit. I'm not asking which Gianna it is. This is confusing. Why <laughs> are these on words first? the same? Yeah, and it, that's it's clearly the one from the cage because Jewel is now alone in the cage. And he's like, no, no, I want to be eaten first. I want to be eaten first.
0: Dargo says, like, talking about Gianna, it's like, ah, she's too bony. Doesn't probably taste like fish. You don't want to eat her. The bloody bitch bites. And then Jewel screams out, it's like, how come nobody ever wants to eat me? What am I, chop liver? <laughs> what? it's <laughs> a phrase it's a phrase one of my chopped liver means like you know what why are you just gonna ignore me and so John's like okay I I need some help so he crushes another hint thing and we <laughs> hear just under here there's a table with like a serving uh, set on it and there's like a platter cover
1: yeah one of those platter cover thingies
0: and we can hear from under it's like under here under here and so John pulls it off and there's just Stark's head like there's like a bed of lettuce and he looks up from it It's like hello back so soon I thought you didn't want to play
1: the thing is, the moment I saw that standing on the table, it's like, well, somebody's head has to be in there.
0: Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and so John's like, okay, where did Chiana go? And it's like... You need to be more specific. It's like, grey girl with the sword and the cap and everything. Oh. Oh, girl of grey. Girl of grey went that away way and, like, turns his head, looks at a blue door.
1: Yeah, an elevator door. It's like...
0: But be careful. Mind the gap. And so the door opens, and in there's the elevator, and on a screen in the elevator there is again John Headroom.
1: Yeah, because regular John starts looking like okay, eeny meeny, because there's sixty floors, eeny meeny miny. Hello, going somewhere? Where do you want to go? And he's like, okay, where would Chiana go?
0: Where she went? Where the grey girl ah, went? The penthouse. The p- penthouse. Papa penthouse do you have an appointment? It's like, let's just go. It's like, I'm in a hurry. John actually says like, this would be mildly amusing if I wasn't in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, here we go. And the elevator door opens. And John headroom says, and I just realized this first floor lost girls. And we actually see there's a There's a scarron in like a red riding hood costume.
1: I thought it was a witch until I realized that he said, Lost girls, and I was like, "That's Red Riding Hood." Yep, yep.
0: And then John's like, "Ha!" Ah, and like stabs it with the sword. Also, the, it's how it's holding like a wolf head in one hand. Yeah. John Headroom's like, "Sorry about that." Next floor, uh, frog princes, and it's a Yang <laughs> that shoots a fireball at John. So John stabs that.
1: Afterwards, she just has the head of the Yang. and John Headroom is like, "I'm very sorry. I wish I could do anything, anything, anything else, but I can only go up and down, and up, up, up and down." I really would like to go sideways, and he just moves slightly out of frame of his, <laughs> of his window, <laughs> just half of it.
0: Which is kind of a that's a kind of a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where of like I think it is like elevator because they have like you know robots with personality. Like, just up and down. Why don't I ever get to go sideways? Right, right, because some elevators have AIs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's like lots of little like bits like that that Ben Browder put in, you know. Because this is all from John's memories, and he
1: figures that would be. I just realized something. Ben Browder is a massive nerd. Nerd.
0: Nerds. <laughs> nerd. nerd. <laughs> Uh, I also, I think it's, is it this scene where the John Hedrum's like, you know, I'm just, I'm studying to be an astronaut, (laughs) trying to get out of here, trying to be an astronaut. It's like, okay. And then he says, okay, ding, penthouse, here we are. And so we go into the penthouse. It's again, it's the same type of room that we saw where like they were looking through all the random stuff, looking for the manual where Hansel and Gretel were. It's Mm. that design, but it's different things in it. And in the middle of it, there's like a big four poster bed with like veils and sat on it is the princess aaron and
1: in front of it is scorpius
0: it okay so it's scorpius except like the makeup on him he's wearing like a a really fancy colored like butler's uniform and he's got like pinocchio nose pinocchio nose yeah and like little uh, wooden like swirls in his face Mm -hmm. and um, it's like brightly colored purples and yellows and John immediately is like I knew it I knew it had to be you I knew you'd be the ogre and okay and so then Aaron pipes and then Aaron says hello (laughs) in the most ridiculous like southern bell voice like oh we have gaff like that (laughs) which 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 okay so some background background for this apparently she didn't tell anyone she was going to do that no and so as soon as she did it the first take like ben browder just cracked up and just corpsed really hard no so, she
1: like, did yeah oh my god that's fantastic yeah and
0: she does that throughout the, the like all the scenes with the princess erin she's it does that accent the entire time it's so good oh god <laughs>
1: Oh, to have been a fly on the wall and When that yeah. happened Just seeing Ben Browder just Crack up Lose it Yeah get stuck in laughing for two minutes straight Because she <laughs> cracks that out And everybody's like Yes, yes, we are going to use that Because <laughs> it's way too funny
0: And so um, uh, she says to I was like Harvey, let let the master know we have guests
1: Yeah, it's like Wait, he's not the ogre? It's like
0: Oh, no, Harvey No, he's just an incorrigible an liar And the butler <laughs>
1: I like that it's that it's Harvey again, it is Harvey fragments yeah. from John from dead John,
0: yeah, all the memories from Croton. and mm-hmm. he also says, like "Now oh, can I help you find somewhere to sheath that sword? I' <laughs> like, oh my God, okay.' We're just like... I heard that one as well. Uh, and John's just like, okay, I just want Chiana. Where's Chiana? Aaron says a beast of a boyfriend is showing the grey girl around the place. It's like, would you have a drink? And she's like stood up by this point and is advancing on John, who's like backing away like around yeah, the bed.
1: Like, no, 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 no. Uh, Back away not, slowly, Not okay yeah. with
0: this. Not okay with this. And he's like, no, I only want to find Chiana. Actually, you know, he says, I only want Chiana.
1: Yeah, and Aaron pipes on like,
0: Well, I think we both know that's not true. And then the ogre bursts in. And it's Grace! It's Grace! Of course. of course! Of course it's Grace. And he's in, like, heavy makeup. He's got, like, tusks, and he's got horns on his head, and he's wear- he's got, like, an axe, and he's got big armour and, like, long hair... But it's Chris. It's Lanny Tupu underneath all that.
1: First time I saw it, it took him like five seconds to realize it was Chris.
0: Yeah, he's under a lot of makeup, mm-hmm. but like once you hear his voice a little bit, and then you notice, like, yeah, that's that's Chris. He's like, "Oh, you here to kiss the princess?" And for some reason, he just starts ranting about. Aaron always redecorating.
1: We just redecorate it.
0: After the last, oh yeah, after the last bloodbath in here. Ha, just my little joke. But then she's always redecorating. What is it with women and change? Rah. I don't know. Okay, that seems an odd thing to say, yeah. And then Chiana comes in and John's like, hey, where where were you? And she's like, hey, whatever, I'm I'm fine. Okay, let's get out of here.
1: Okay, good. And they take the green door out.
0: Yeah, and, uh. and Aaron's, <laughs> as they're leaving, she's like berating the ogre of like, you know oh you scare away all our visitors why don't we ever have guests <laughs> and so they both they both take the green door this time and they arrive back on uh the transport pod and so they're like okay dargo we're coming in to moya like get get ready for us because we're, we're coming in to help so they come in they're in the hangar and dargo and erin are there and Dargo's like, okay, pilot's blind on one side of his, on one side of Moya, tier 7 and 11. Aaron's like, okay, DODs are searching. Scorpius might be hiding in the blind spots. Dargo's, Dargo says, okay, we've got to hunt him down. Yeah, we're going to just hunt him down and kill him. Uh, so we go with Aaron and John, and Dargo and Chiana split off to go find Scorpius. And so Aaron and John are searching, they're down one corridor, and he says, this is familiar.
1: Yeah, and he's, and she's like, what do you mean, this corridor? No, just, it's good to have you back. Yeah. And it's like, oh, They're hunting for an insane military commander walking around in their ship again. <laughs> just like Aww. old times. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so uh, Dargo and Chiana are searching. And Dargo goes down one corridor. Chiana goes down another. And then we see just Chiana looking around. And we hear Dargo yell out. Pilot comes over the comm saying, like, he's here. He's here. And so John and Aaron run to Pilot's
1: den. And we see Scorpius' boots walking across the walkway to Pilot's. Seat and it's like close the door,
0: and there are some the DRDs following him, and so Scorpius seals the chamber off, and so Aaron and John go through an access shaft.
1: Yeah, and they look like they see Pilot sitting there with a few DRDs on the console, and like could be a trap. Well, only one way to spring it, and they drop down from that. Did you remember? Did you recognize where that was? What that was a reference to? The way we weren't. Yeah, they've it's used the that. the exact same yeah. corridor, same entrance. Right. I know they've used that
0: corridor, that access shaft a few times, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I like the callback to, like, only one way to find out if it's a trap. Walk straight into it. <laughs> and so they walk forwards, and their DRDs on Pilot's console. And when they get close, the DRDs just shoot at them. And so yeah. they, you know, jump backwards. And they're like, Pilot, what what's happening? And Pilot looks at them kind of quizzically and it's like... Everything is finally under control. Pilot what? And he's like, have you ever heard of a neural harness? And then Scorpius steps out from the back and he's like, your pilot's mind is now slaved to my own. Uh-oh. So he has control over pilot. Oh no.
1: That's the entire ship.
0: Yeah. And they like point guns at Scorpius and like, whatever happens to the master happens to the slave if they hurt or if they kill uh, Scorpius, then Moya and Pilot will be dead.
1: Well, Pilot will well, be dead. Well, Pilot
0: will be dead and Moya will be like dead in the water and,
1: you know. Confused mostly. I mean, Moya can easily survive without Pilot, luckily. Because John says, like, okay, well, there's a, there's a command carrier coming in. He's a pathological liar. Our chances aren't going to get any better than this.
0: And Scorpius looks at John and says, are you feeling lucky? And so then Aaron knocks John to the floor and kicks him in the head. Wait, what? Yeah, so like, wait a
1: second, what just happened? Because he he knocks him to the floor and then he's lying there. It's like, oh, Aaron. And then she kicks him again.
0: Yeah, and John was pointing a gun at Scorpius at this point. And so then John gets knocked out cold. He wakes up again. He's in a cell and Aaron is watching him outside. And he's like, oh, great. He got you, didn't he? He got you with a neural chip. Same way he got Pilot. But Aaron's like, no, you have you haven't considered the possibility that I was protecting
1: Pilot. Oh no, the second boot told me that.
0: Yeah, and then Scorpius appears behind Aaron, and then she looks at him and walks away, and he says like, "She's special, don't you think?" Opens the door and comes in to the cell,
1: and he says like, "I think it's time we end this." And he gives he gives him basically his knife equivalent like a spike yeah, it's a shiv basically is what <laughs> yeah, it is yeah it's a shiv actually yeah good
0: point. <laughs> and he says like, you resisted the aurora chair you resisted my neural clone and you resist all reason
1: you're starting to sound like shikozu scorpio's like perhaps
0: and john says look it's time you just head off and just leave me alone and scorpio says it's like no you resist because you have hope Hope that your friends will save you. This time it will be different. One by one I will extinguish all of your hopes and little by little you will begin to see reason. Oh, yeah, that, that is like... That's Scorpius. That's classic Scorpius right there. It's mm-hmm. a good line. And at that moment, Scorpius gets a com from Aaron who says, like, we have Rigel. And he's like, ah, lovely girl. He almost said clever girl. And I was like, that would have been... Maybe I mean a reference at this point why not sure, but so they have Rigel and so John has the shift and he goes like he
1: goes to stab Scorpius. Scorpius says one thing right before John does that Scorpius says, and this is why I thought at the very beginning that that's what John was thinking.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because Scorpius brings it up as well. God, that man knows how to get in his head. He says, "Ah, oh, well." I've always wondered, uh, they say that a quarter scaron Sebastian hybrids are quite handsome. And John oh. just goes in with the ship, but he stops right in front of it. And it's like, the Scorpius just takes his finger, puts the point away from his neck, and it's like, harm me, harm the girl.
0: Yeah, if you harm me, you harm her. And that's why John stopped, you know, because he mm. knows that. And he'll also harm Pilots, And yeah, Scorpius has everything, you know, everything is under his control. He's in yep. a pa- position of power again. And so he leaves... Goes to leave John alone, and so John sat at the back of his cell. And there's a little grate in the floor. Psst. Hey, John! It's Chiana whispering to him, and Chiana's like, "Hey, look, I've I've still got the game. Look, just come with what? me." No, <laughs>
1: it's
0: like no, now's not the time. But there's a good reason because they press the thing, they go into the game, and they're dressed back up in their you know knight and uh, jester
1: gear. And they're in the, they're in the bedroom of the princess again. And there's Chiana's like, "Shut up."
0: They're sleeping. I don't want to get wake them up and deal with them. And so she's like, okay, Scorpius has control of the ship, and he's got control of everyone else, and he can hear everything, but not in the game. So that's where they can make a plan, which mm-hmm. is, that's actually, that's a good use of that. it's yeah, a good idea. It's a good idea. And so John's like, all right, well, we can't kill Scorpius, because what happens to him happens to everyone else. So I'll I'll throw him in here.
1: Yeah, and I'll beat him in here. And I need you to get ready to hogtie everybody else.
0: And so they take the green door out again. And then as soon as they come out, John takes the shiv and starts cutting on his finger Mm -hmm. and then starts writing on the floor of the cell in his own blood.
1: Yeah, and we come back at some point.
0: Like we fade out and we fade back in, yeah.
1: And there's like the whole floor is filled with writings in John's blood and I'm like... No way that somebody has that much blood in them and doesn't <laughs> pass out.
0: I mean, yeah, I was expecting him to like be a lot lightheaded than he actually is. He's just like, all right. Also, did you notice what they use for
1: that? It's clearly it... ketchup. Yeah, okay, cause... it's clearly ketchup. <laughs> it's the yellow, the, the yeah. thin, dry yellow yeah. patches that gave me gave way. That's ketchup. That's clearly ketchup. <laughs>
0: But he has. He's covered the entire floor in like a big equation. So, and then Aaron actually comes to visit him and says, like, what are you doing? And John's like, I'm doing what your master wants. Yeah, go call him. And she says, look, the only thing keeping you alive is the secret you hold. The same is true for me. Wait, what? Uh? What secret? Yeah, it it was a bit of an odd bit of dialogue because I'm like, is it referring to Aaron's pregnancy? Yeah,
1: maybe. I don't know.
0: Or is it referring to something else? Not really sure. Mm. It's unclear. John says, like, you know, Scorpius is hearing all of this. and Aaron's like yeah I know and John says I never should have let you go she doesn't respond to that she just walks off and then we fade away again and Scorpius has come to his cell and John is stood in the middle of it and he says okay you should recognize most of this equation it's you know it describes the behavior of wormholes but what the equation lacks is a single unifying symbol that symbol is underneath my left foot and he's like you're going to give this to me It's like, I want you to take it.
1: I like how he says that. It's like, I want you to take it. Like, I need to know that I gave it my best shot to protect it.
0: And so Scorpius comes into the cell and John says, like, okay, if anybody else comes in, I can spill enough blood to erase these equations. And Scorpius says, I like this line from Scorpius. He says, your species has brutal (laughs) flair. Like, he kind of respects that a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) he uh, approaches john and says you know of course if you kill me and john says like oh i don't think that's going to happen not after all you've survived then again i could get lucky And so he goes to stab Scorpius. Scorpius grabs his hand quite easily.
1: Yeah, starts choking John.
0: But then John, with his other hand, reaches into his jacket, pulls out the game, and slaps it on the side of Scorpius's head. Yeah, and then slaps his own hand against it. Yeah, and so we flash into the game, and we're back at the start in the Gamak base.
1: Yeah, and Julina's like quick this way and she backs off from that corner he's not supposed to come from this direction because yeah scorpius is walking forward and he's like you thought you could hold me
0: in a simulation john and john goes to pull a gun out except he's suddenly he's holding a banana instead
1: hang on it's harvey hiding behind one of these quarters hang <laughs> on
0: well the funny way he gets the banana in instead it just there's also a sound effect of like boy. yeah <laughs>
1: And he's like, well, it seemed like a good idea there at the time. Tosses the banana. No, John, you eat the banana and put the peel on the ground. We, we've been over this.
0: <laughs> and Scorpius is just saying, this world means nothing to me. I see through its very existence. And we actually see he's like silhouetted in the light from the corridors. He says, like, are you ha- having trouble breathing, John?
1: The other thing he does is Jelena tries to walk away and he just looks at her and she just dissolves. In ribbons.
0: Yeah, so Scorpius is able to exert c- control somehow. Like, he's his powerful mind, you know. I mean, of... he
1: Scorpius' mind is pretty unique.
0: Yeah, he's very strong-willed, we know that. But uh, he says, like, are you having trouble breathing, John? Because outside of the game, he's being choked by Scorpius.
1: <laughs> Fair point.
0: But then uh, it flashes and John, like, snaps out of it because Aaron has torn him away from Scorpius.
1: Yeah, she says, okay, I, I couldn't let you stay in there. He was killing you. And we still see Scorpius just spasming with the game stuck to his cheek. And Aaron's like, we need to go. Come on.
0: John's like, what about the others? And Aaron says like, no, that doesn't matter. I came back for you. I just want to be with you. And as they're running off in the corridor, she says that. And then she kisses him. And this is when John notices. He's like, they pull away and he's like, okay, something's wrong. And he pulls his hand out of his pocket and he's holding one of the vouchers, one of the pearls of wisdom. The last one. Oh, no. (laughs) No. And Aaron is like, "Does this mean it's over?" And we have like a weird like close up on her Uh as like John realizes that, "Oh no,
1: he's still in the game." There are so many references to the fact that he's still in the game, but we'll get to those at the end.
0: Yeah. Also, this is like another like classic like virtual reality and sci-fi trope of like, "No, you haven't really left
1: the game. You're still in the game." When he left the game at the end, it's like. No, he's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that easy. We're we're way, we're way too short into the episode for this problem to be solved. No way.
0: Oh, well, I like the fake out because like this stuff with Scorpius, you think, oh, maybe there's like, this is the second, this is like the twist to the episode. Mm-hmm. But no, because it's actually still part of the game. Yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, he heads back to the cargo bay and he's like, and he finds Gianna there. It's like, Gianna, Gianna, something is very wrong.
0: He holds the voucher in front of her. Like, look, we're still in the game. Moya, all of this is part of the game. We didn't leave. And then they turn around, and there's a green door in the hangar bay.
1: And John walks up to it, and he moves his fingers along it, and he takes off the green paint, and underneath is a yellow door. And he's like, oh, they switched the doors on us. God damn it. Then behind them appears a very familiar face, but not the face we'd expected. It's
0: Stark again, and it's like... This is all about you, John Crichton. You're far too sick to be allowed to run free in the universe.
1: Then we cut back to the angle of the door and we see Scorpius painting that patch that was yellow, painting it green again.
0: And then he turns and starts talking to John. says, like, when you die in the outside world, you'll live here. Hi- Live on here with us, except it's Scorpius speaking, but with Stark's voice. Yeah,
1: Stark's voice.
0: And so we then uh, pan across, and in like where the hangar doors would be, it's the castle scene from before. Yeah. And Scorpius again in Stark's voice says, "Welcome home, John." And so John and Chiana. Then we like cut to John and Chiana back in the fantasy world in their gear from before, and like, oh, okay, how do we get out of this game? Like, we gotta, yeah. we need to leave this hasn't worked what do we do and so he uses up the last voucher and asks stark because we're in the room with all the random bits and bobs from from the beginning of the episode and there's the tv on its side still and that's where that's where stark turns up for, to answer the question what is the end game what are we actually trying to do and stark just repeats it's like you have to kiss the princess then the game ends and your soul is saved and john's like okay we have to kiss the princess fine green door doesn't work okay then he smashes the tv screen it's like all right stark if you want to play we'll play so we then flash to they go to male zan again
1: yeah and Mel zan is sitting in the doorway of of his truck and he's rubbing his head says with stark's voice that really hurt john
0: And it's like oh it's you huh it's like how did you do it how did you do it you know this this whole thing and it's like, you did it. You and that tragic brother of yours. And John's like, no, 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 no.
1: This game has crap he couldn't know about. He's like, well, you told me, he told me a bunch of stuff along the way. I
0: was it? Like, no, you told me a bunch of stuff along the way. You talked so much. Like the extra bits about Scorpius being on board Moya and such is from this John. Yeah. Through the course
1: of this game. And John is like, no Sokozu, no Naranti, of course. Right. That all adds up. Yeah, Because he he says Sokozu's name once or twice, but they never really engage with it. Sokozu is missing during the escape. Yeah, And when he says it to Scorpius, like, you're sounding sign like Sokozu. The only thing he responds with is perhaps. Because he has no frame of reference for Sokozu. Yes, exactly. He is nothing. Yeah.
0: And same for Naranti. In fact, at the beginning of the episode, when uh, they say that there's a problem with Scorpius, it's Dargo and Naranti are there telling him about scorpius and then she doesn't show up in any of the other scenes in the game yep okay ask me one more question why do plants love the light and we see that chiana is inside the van and they're stood in front of the van and she's like playing with the, the controls and like turns the headlights on yeah and so zan male and like turns around and is like oh oh gets distracted by the light and so john like knocks him on the back of the head and punches him out
1: so then we flash to the knight and says, uh, you will not pass. Again, with Stark's voice.
0: Yeah, they're all speaking in Stark's voice at this point. Mm-hmm. And so, like, none shall pass. And Shiana is there, like, flourishing a sword in front of him. And then we hear an engine noise. Because then we see John is driving, John is driving the van, the Zan's van, directly at right.
1: And he the just old. runs over Rigel. They just put one of their puppets there and just bam Ba-boom. hit it with the truck. We see it, like shot from under it where it just gets dragged along for a little bit, just tumbles over. And we actually see like John at the
0: wheel, like <laughs> like laughing about it. <laughs> like, All right, okay. And so they knock over the Black Knight, <laughs> and then they like go you know through the the Black Circle. And mm. then they end up in Hansel and Gretel again. This is, this is a bizarre thing here.
1: Because we, we open with uh, white beans and tomato sauce.
0: Well, it's, yeah, it's baked beans. So uh, baked beans. And Dargo's eating baked beans out of Jewel's stomach. Yes. And, and it's not like a bowl of beans on her stomach. No, there's a cavity in her stomach full of beans. And that's what he's eating from. It's weird.
1: Yeah, and Jewel is really excited about it.
0: Yeah, because remember the previous scenes, they've been like, "No, please,
1: eat me, eat me." Hats, that's a different episode. We we covered that episode. That was like season three. Come on, you know what I
0: mean?
1: Why yada?
0: Anyway, and there's the other chiana is tied up on the table with an apple in her mouth.
1: She really wants to be eaten this well, I guess. And John's like, "Okay, no wait, what are we doing here?" And he asks chiana "Like, don't you think this room is too easy?" How did you get through the last time? She has no answer for him. And he's like, Chiana, what's Aaron's secret? Uh, uh, Aaron's secret. Uh, uh, and we uh, we
0: cut to close-ups of the other Chiana on the table with the apple in her mouth. looking at, mm, <laughs> mm. And so John looks between the two of them, knocks out the one standing next to him, and unties the other one, which is the real Chiana. Yes! And the one he's been with since he went back into the game the first time, what he thought he did, was a game version of Chiana.
1: Yeah, because... I figured that out a little bit because the Chiana that was originally in the cage was ostensibly lying on the ground unconscious with the witch costume on. But the question begs: Why is she unconscious and outside of the cage? And also, Stark asked, "You need to be more specific." And John's response was: He started describing her clothing, which the the game Chiana was now wearing at that yeah. point. Yeah,
0: and also, like we know that Chiana and Jewel in this situation, they want to be eaten. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she's tied up with an apple in her mouth trying to escape, also, like, she doesn't want to be there.
1: Yeah, that one as well.
0: And so he unties real Chiana. She stands up and is like, Frel, Crichton, I could have died. You left me there for arms." And he's like, yeah, uh, d- sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they have a fight with... Uh, <laughs> they actually have to fight Dargo, who he, like, tips up the table and throws, like, jewel onto the floor. And she's mm-hmm. like, but
1: what about me? Yeah <laughs> It's like... Yeah, that's a jewel we know.
0: Uh, (laughs) And so John is, like, stalking around the dugout, and, like, Chiana, like, has a giant lollipop. Is like, hey, eat this, and, like, whacks him on the head with it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, like, all right, let's get out of here. They gather their gear, and they take the elevator up, and just, like, oh, oh. Are, 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 are you because it's uh, yes, John Hedrum again? Are you the,
0: the real John Crichton? Can I have an autograph? And John just like looks at it, and then when the doors open, like you can see the smoke coming out, he's like, <laughs> he's like stabbed Sparks. the screen, yeah. yeah. And actually, while they're in there, you saw like China putting like her boot on because she's dressed mm. back up in the same gear again, and so they're at the penthouse. And the princess and the ogre and Harvey, they're all there. And he's like, I'm here for the princess. And Aaron is like, I can feel that. It's so romantic. And And then they're like, all right. So he gets the sword out and starts fighting the ogre and Chiana
1: fights Harvey. And this is the one moment where I think the split screen works.
0: It kind of what it works more than it does with the van. This is still like confusing though. I, it it also happens
1: uh, once with uh Hansel, which was Oh right, sorry, yeah.
0: Yeah, right, the, in the previous scene where they just had the fight. Again, like it, it goes to the split screen and it that's just
1: confusing and odd. Like this is in this case because you can follow both John versus Crace and Harvey versus Chiana. I'm like, kinda. I okay, I still feel like I, it's
0: unnecessary, though. I would
1: have just preferred cutting back and forth between the yeah,
0: two. Just like do something straightforward. I feel like this was not a necessary thing to have in this episode yeah, at all. No. It didn't. It didn't add anything.
1: You know what it is. You know what it adds. I think this is what 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 video games are to the producers an Maybe. over input of stimuli. Like, how can you sort this?
0: Possibly, it's just it. It might also just be going for that weird disorienting, like. Crazy mental world. Oh no, no,
1: no! I am assuming that is exactly what it's going for. But I think subconsciously, this is what the, <laughs> what the designers see when Maybe. they look at games.
0: Anyway, so the the this fight on unfolds and the scenes some of the scenes with harvey and chiana are like upside down
1: i miss that oh it's even worse
0: yeah there's a bit where 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 she stabs harvey and harvey falls but it's upside down so he like falls to the top of the screen
1: i do like the prince the princess is providing commentary while while this is happening which is like <laughs> yeah. yes more of this crazy princess
0: and she's like Oh, I can see who wears the pants in your relationship. Like when <laughs> Chiana's like doing all the fighting in your family. Oh, get him! <laughs> and um, and Tiana kills Harvey, and uh, Aaron like turns to yell at the ogre. It's like, honey, the
1: butler's dead. <laughs> <laughs> the butler's dead. I love that one. It's like
0: and John's like, hey, little help, because now it's him and Tiana are fighting the ogre. But then Stark comes in. Yes. wearing his colorful outfit from before with a sword and she's like he's mine and so she knocks him down and the ogre's about to get John but then she throws her sword into the ogre's
1: neck and then John finishes the ogre off knocks him down just takes his sword runs it across his throat and is like okay and he throws his sword onto the bed he goes on the bed on his knees he pulls Erin in he kisses her and Nothing happens.
0: And Stark is looking on. And they're like, wait, no, wait. That was supposed to happen. That was supposed to end it. And Stark is like,
1: oh, maybe kiss is a metaphor. Maybe you just need to show her a really good time. Or maybe Chiana needs to kiss her. Go ahead, I'll watch. I like watching. What's happened? This was supposed to end the game. And I like that Star goes like, you're not leaving. You'll be walking around in circles here until your body degrades and you'll be stuck with us here forever.
0: Yeah, this is my world, meat. You're just walking in it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. trying to trap them here. And Chiana notices like, wait, no, she's not the princess. She can't be the princess then. And Eren looks at him and is like, Oh, well, I'm not the princess you think. She's got a lisp throughout this whole thing. It's it's great. It's like, but we can still have a really good time.
1: <laughs> like, it's just like, gives the biggest smile I've seen Claudia Black ever give.
0: Yeah. And Stark's like, no, yeah, when you die, your mind will live here forever. And John's like, <laughs> you can tell John's like, all right, enough of this.
1: Yeah. And he walks up to the balcony. He jumps off.
0: We see him fall all the way down. There's like a shot of him like falling down from beneath. We see him like, Flutter all the way down, and then he hits and like smack.
1: He leaves like a hole in the ground, a John-shaped hole. It's a little bit Looney
0: Tunes.
1: <laughs> and he respawns at the start because he's like he stands there, he throws the shield away, and he's like, okay, let's back at the start. And he opens the door, goes back into the room, and Stark says, like, what are you doing? Your game, your princess.
0: And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh,
1: he. Takes the tiny door, goes straight to the parking lot where, and Stark is standing there in front of Zan. The male Zan, yeah. And Stark's like, no, 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 no. He shoves Stark out of the way. And John repeat, what's the exact line he repeats it's
0: basically in Stark's like poetic thing at the beginning of like you know you must slay the beast and do the thing and
1: princess by ugliness enslaved
0: yeah like a hero sword can set her free it's a bit more flowery than that but that's exactly what he needs to do because he's like right I got this grabs the sword stabs the male zan with it slices him from top to bottom and he peels away, and there's a like a flower,
1: by the way. Yeah, like a flower. Very nice, nice detail.
0: There's a brilliant light, and in the middle of it is actually Zan,
1: actual Zan, actual
0: Zan. Played. It's Virginia Hay. Oh, She's back. It's miss like, you, Virginia Hay. Oh. Hey, miss yeah, you. Yeah. This was. I know. I said that she wasn't coming back, and this isn't Zan. You know, coming back. This is like a cameo, and I'd forgot this actually happened, so I wasn't really
1: liking. <laughs> 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 even even so, I lie to me about these things. I'm okay yeah. with that.
0: <laughs> and you can also maybe tell a little bit she's wearing a bald cap instead of actually yeah. having
1: shaved her head. I noticed because it's a little bit bigger.
0: Yeah, the head's like a little bit, but but anyway, it's 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 real Zan. Like I know it's it's basically it's Stark's memories
1: and it's a virtual reality game. But I was really happy to see Zan again. Mm, me me as well. And the thing is, because because I think she asks like, "Are you?" John Crichton, he's like, yes, are you Zan? And she says, in any way that it matters, because this one knows it's this Zan knows she's not the real thing.
0: But she says, like, this Stark wishes to keep you here. He blames you, believes he believes I died for the love of you. And John says, like, a lot of people have died because of me. Also, you can see that John is affected by this from seeing Zan, mm. who we haven't seen for a very long time.
1: And also, you can see Stark in the corner, especially uh, on the side, as zan says this one wants to keep you here he's like
0: no 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 but john says a lot of people have died because of me and then zan says like what is it that you wish of me john Crichton? a kiss have you wasted my death and the death of so many others and john's like yeah and john's like i i don't know and she says then i suggest you find out before anyone else dies for the love of you and then they kiss and then
1: there's a bright light and the game ends i have one problem with this scene they didn't kiss on the ear oh yeah that should have been an ear yeah. kiss that, that would have oh. completely made that complete it was like That's, yeah i can see that
0: oh well it's fine like it still it works perfectly well yeah it is, you know and so yeah the game ends john and chiana uh kicked out of it and then they come to on the transport pod for real this time he comes is like okay where's what's happening with scorpius And Dargo's like, oh, we just had a small problem with his door, but we sorted that already. It's like,
1: Uh, Okay. (laughs) I hate this game.
0: Chiana's like, okay, we're, we're not dead. Great. Also, now's the time to mention that in this scene, where we see Dargo, he's wearing his gear from the beginning of season four. With the, you know, the golden shoulder pads yeah, and the yeah, bright yeah. red top. In the previous scenes where we where we were still in the game, he was wearing his gear from the end of season, well, from season three.
1: Yep. I realized it while we were talking. But I was like, oh, that's so good. Because, of course, it's Stark's memory. He doesn't have an, everything anything from afterwards. Also, there are other little hints. It's like, you on the list. I, I, I say we finish up the episode and then we'll go through lists because I've been keeping notes.
0: All right, we'll 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 get into that. There's a few short scenes to wrap things up because we're back aboard Moya. And John has gone to uh, the galley, gone to the kitchen to see Naranti, who's cooking up a big bowl of something. <laughs>
1: it's probably not very tasty, let's be no,
0: honest. But she's throwing things in there. She's like, hmm,
1: interesting day. John's like, all my days around here are interesting. This one's just, just confusing. And she says, and a warrior needs clarity. I'm no warrior. And she says, you carry a weapon. Yeah, Second Amendment.
0: <laughs> i love that line it's like second amendment rules. and john's like anyway it's scorpius's war not mine and naranti says hmm thousands dead billions in the balance yes but that's not the war i'm speaking
1: of i'm talking about the war of the heart
0: yeah aaron and john says always aaron I, yeah i don't think too clearly when aaron is concerned
1: and she says pain clouds are judgment which i like
0: yeah and she she produces a little root and says like essence of I can't remember what root its is. It doesn't matter. It's,
1: I, I think it's essence of...
0: <coughs> <coughs> but it will take away the pain and help you for a time to forget about Aaron. It's kind of the same thing she was trying to get him to do in uh, What Was Lost, with the bug up his nose.
1: I guess several things can have the same effect.
0: Yeah. Anyway, she's like, you know, try it. It will help you. It will take the pain away.
1: Uh, something interesting she also says is, like, it's been over 150 cycles since I've felt for someone... As you feel for her. And I'm just thinking, who do you love, old woman?
0: She also says at the beginning that she actually says, please don't thank me. It's like, this will help you, but don't thank me, because clearly, like, she's not jealous, but like, you know, it's been a long time since I've loved anyone the way you love her, Mm. but this will take
1: the pain away. And I'm like, okay, fine. I mean, he's not going to take it.
0: Well, because we see a close up of he's holding it, and then we cut. We don't see him take it or throw it away. No. We cut and he's walking down a corridor and Aaron is sat um, at a doorway and she looks up at him and says, I hear I was a princess.
1: And he walks past her and he pauses for a moment.
0: And then he just walks on. And Aaron looks after him, like, confused.
1: Because there's no change in his facial expression when he does that. And I'm like,
0: wait, hang on, you did take it? Maybe he did. Like, it's ambiguous. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, oh, God, we didn't see if he took it or not. We know from that previous scene, like, she says, pain clouds judgment. Mm -hmm. And so he's not thinking clearly when it comes to Aaron. And this thing could take away the pain. So i w- i could see him taking it mm-hmm, could be because he feels maybe he feels like he needs a break for a bit to clear his head possibly but the fact that he just walks right past her it's like wow okay
1: but yeah that is the episode
0: yep that is the end of the episode that was uh john quixote of all the episodes of fastgate we've ever seen this is definitely the weirdest episode oh yes
1: <laughs> oh yes Okay, so we were talking about hints. Yes. Little you want to go do your list first or you want to do my list first? Well,
0: um I can start off. We had, you know, obviously Dargo's wearing something different. And the other thing that I had noted was that when John confronts Scorpius in Pilot's Den, Scorpius looks at him and is like Are you feeling lucky? You know, like dirty Harry, like you feeling lucky punk. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of reference Harvey would make. Oh, Scorpius. Of course. Yes, good. and Scorpius in that scene is a lot more cocky than he usually is because he like once John gets knocked out, you see him like fold his arms.
1: Yeah, he's bas- he's basing him off Harvey in other John's mind because that's the best template that Stark's mind had because that's also the interesting thing because they made a game from Stark's neural template and I think it took me a moment to realize uh, a while to realize this that. When the avatar said you fell backwards into a part of the game that shouldn't technically exist, this is the resentment that Stark felt. That's what's fueling this whole ah, ultimate part of the game. Ah, I see. And also the scene you were describing, I I dropped, I actually dropped some hints while we were talking because the fact that when John says this feels this is familiar when he's walking with Aaron through the corridors, that's a slight hint, not from John but from the si- show of saying. Hang on, something's you're you're back to an old point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that they almost do the, the repeat the entrance into pilot's den from the way they weren't, also a callback. Especially because they walk up to two DRDs sitting there, exactly the same position pilot had closed himself into.
0: And also, once we once they go, you know, out of the game, they think the first time, once we're in the fake Moya, because there's also, a fa- this is kind of a meta thing, but we only see it from John and Chiana's point of view. Yeah, good point. Although that Chiana is the fake Chiana. But at the,
1: at, at the time, the audience doesn't know this. Also, technically speaking, we never see anything from Chiana's point of view from that, at that point. No,
0: we do. When, when
1: Dargo gets, when he yells. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Fair
0: point we don't see like anyone else who we're supposed to think isn't in the game we don't see them by themselves
1: Mm -hmm. and there's other things like uh i mean this is the thing that remember how i said there was too much blood yeah i would almost argue john is (laughs) able to do that because it's not real
0: (laughs) yeah possibly
1: it it does allow them to cover that so i'll I'll forgive him for that yeah okay another thing did you notice what gilena dissolved into
0: it was wormhole equations yep
1: yeah 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 (laughs) it's jam-packed with tiny little hints that say hang on this is stark remembering things this is stark's perspective on things things he's missing things he thinks things he interprets there's so much in there so yeah and
0: that fake out though because like also scorpius gets the upper hand a really quickly and b you know you know uses this thing to control pilot and aaron and Um, it's exactly what John thinks he's trying to do.
1: exactly. It's what John would believe. That's the point. Because not for a moment do we consider, hang on, Scorpius has been stuck in there with literally nothing. How could he make so many neural harnesses?
0: Yeah, and also, if he was going to do it, he would have done it by now. You know, he's been on board Moya for a little while now.
1: I love this episode, and... For a very weird reason, because
0: <laughs> it's a bit of a character study of Stark. It kind of is. It's like parts of him that, like you said, that re- the resentment towards... John and the fact that uh, that he blames him for Zan's death, yeah, it, there, that's in there. That's not like at the forefront. It comes to the it comes to the fore towards the end of the episode once we realise that this is Stark's world and it and it's more to do with what he believes than it being based on John's memories.
1: Yeah, and there's like fragments because he has fragments from the de- the dead John that are in his mind. And also interestingly, also another tiny thing, Cray showing up. Makes total sense because to Stark, Crace was a heck. Grace wasn't even dead when Stark left.
0: That's true, actually, yeah. <laughs> so right.
1: Stark, in Stark's mind, it would make sense for Crace to show up because he'd be part of that whole list. While for John, it wouldn't make sense right now because Crace hasn't been part of the crew for at least ten episodes. Well, a little little less, but. I'm actually very impressed with Ben Browder for twisting all these things into each other.
0: Yeah, like, we've seen um, the previous episode Ben Browder wrote, Green-Eyed Monster, and that was, like, again, that was was a really good episode. So Ben Browder has a good track record with these Mm. scripts. He's done some good work. Like, this one, you know, for all that it was weird and bizarre and, like, just brightly colored craziness of like you know his dargo eating baked beans out of jewel's stomach and his aaron as a princess with a southern bell voice and And he's
1: here's flamethrower rigel
0: yeah his (laughs) rigel with a flamethrower ass like yeah that's (laughs) as much as that there's also these bits of like you said character study of of stark who we haven't seen for a while and then at the end you know John's continuing confusion over what to do with his relationship with Aaron.
1: Yeah, and also the memory of Zan, what that means to a bunch of these characters. One completely unrelated to the show in this episode. I really hope that Gigi Ashley was able to be on set when Virginia Hay was back because oh, I remember I hope those. So. Yeah. I, I remember hearing that those two were very good friends.
0: That must have been nice to, for the cast to have her back. Because yeah. if you remember, the reason she left was because the makeup she was having to go through as Zan, you know because there was so much of it so frequently it was negatively affecting her mm-hmm. health Yep. So she, you know, had to leave for health reasons. Not be- and it's not because she wanted to. No. You know, which made it, it made it kind of a sad thing. So it must have been a nice experience to have her back on set.
1: Do note that, which is a bit of a bummer. They never have a scene together.
0: No. Even though they're in the game, that would have been yeah. that would have been
1: great. But I, I would have loved to have them have a scene together. But sadly, no.
0: Oh, also, actually, there's a tiny, there's a few little. We mentioned like some references and such mm-hmm. and other things. There's a tiny little bit of background info that's kind of interesting. So you know when uh, Stark's voice starts coming out of Scorpius at the end? Yeah. Originally, Paul Goddard was actually at the tryouts for Scorpius. He, <gasps> ad- he auditioned for Scorpius. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, of course, Wayne Pilgrim got the role. But it's, it's kind of like a little, maybe a little nod to that.
1: Oh, that's actually funny that he ended up getting the role of somebody who was tortured by Scorpius. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> close <laughs> that, enough, I guess. That could be considered very meta. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's like other, other things that are hinting at the fact that in the game, by the way, that weren't right. The moment that Aaron says, I'm also still alive of the secret that I have. That doesn't completely make sense. Right. Yeah, we mentioned that. and That's the whole point. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute but there is one point where i was like hang on i don't get this because scorpius in the game says at some point i've heard that a, a, like a quarter scaran half breeds are quite handsome
0: well remember john gives him the information though in the game because he asks chiana what Eren's secret is he asks that after that don't. scene the <laughs> order is incorrect oh it's the trap.
1: only thing is like Ah, I wish Scorpius had used a different insult, because then it all nails it. But, okay, it's pro- probably, like, the scenes might have been shoveled around in editing. That's possible. It's possible. We don't know.
0: Yeah, I think it, I, it might have worked better if he had mentioned the secret, but not actually said what it was beforehand.
1: Because mm. I think the game had figured at that point out, like, there's something with Aaron that we need to reference somehow. But
0: All right, so, yeah, but
1: that was uh, John Quixote... Should we put a rating on this episode? Before we started recording, it was actually going to go pretty low, but I think uh, it's four out of five or three out of five. What do you think?
0: Oh, it's tough, but I feel like I'm, I I like this episode a lot. It was weird. It was Mm -hmm. weird with a capital W. Like it was bizarre because it has those other scenes aboard Moya, which are still in the game, but Mm -hmm. we get to explore John, you know, trying to beat Scorpius and thinking that he's lost Aaron. So it, it's not entirely like wacky and weird and odd, and so we have that, and then the bits at the end with him and Aaron. I, I yeah, I feel like four is good because I feel oh, like give okay. it four out of five. Also, we get to see Zan again.
1: You're, no, you're absolutely right. Four out of five. Done. 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 Boom. Like Boom. Z- Z- you're right. Zan is enough to just go boop.
0: <sighs> yeah, because Stark's memories of Zan, but it's it's so good to see her again. And I know she doesn't. I know she's not coming back for. a you know a a proper role but just a little cameo is is really nice and and also the fact that you know have you wasted my death and the death of so many others
1: yeah like like that's a really important line of like it's a deep question because it asks john like what are you going to do now like yeah like have has all of this has all of this sacrifice
0: this fighting has it all been worth it and he says he doesn't know and so she's like well You must find out before anybody else has to die for the love of you. And like,
1: oh, just the gay memory is giving John Sage advice. Like, (laughs)
0: so yeah, all right, four out of five. Another good episode. We're on
1: not not a bad roll at the moment,
0: Mm -hmm. you know. Good roll. Uh, What do we
1: have next week? I will uh, tell you. What's up? I already know what the title is.
0: (laughs) The title of next week's episode is episode eight. I shrink, therefore I am. So you can probably figure out which sci-fi
1: trope episode we're having next week when i saw that i was like oh right we haven't had that the shrink episode yet well yeah. it's was about time
0: <laughs> so while Crichton and noranti are away moira is boarded by a group of bounty hunters who easily imprison the crew <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's probably where the shrinking comes in yes and uh, you'll like this bit Crichton and scorpius must work together to fight them yes 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 I thought you might enjoy that. Can't wait. Yeah. We will be back next week with that and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And till then you can find us around the web on Twitter at Can't Wear Hats and Red. Ed RetNimer Seven. And don't forget to go to can hats.co.uk for previous episodes, links to RSS and iTunes, and if you find us on iTunes, consider leaving us a review, that really helps us out. And it's all supported by the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash can hats. And uh, that's it from us this week. We'll see you next time. Goodbye! Goodbye!
1: Hey, hang on, what's this green door doing here?
0: Oh, there you are, Red. I was wondering where you got to. Whoa! Oh. Oh. Been looking for you for the past couple days. I was away, I guess. Yeah, last I saw you, you were going off to play some video game. Yeah. I guess you're done now.
1: Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, All right, okay. so
0: you ready to get this first episode of Fastgate Rewatch recorded.
1: What? No. No! No!